Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm not just talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. I'm also excited to share a conversation that took place at S Factor Live with my friend Sheila Kelly. More about this in just a few minutes. Today's show gets into how a transformative feminine movement can teach women to truly learn to love their bodies and connect with their erotic selves. How to know if your own dating rules are holding you back from finding someone channeling that porngasm into your own gasm, ways to keep hygiene hot and sexy, especially when going from front to back door play, and how to know when to put a fork in that relationship because, hey, it's done. All this and more. Thanks for listening. You often ask me about new ways to connect with your partner and keep things super hot. Well, I've got the solution that will add adventure to your sex life in all the right ways. The Jive from WeVibe is the perfect way to experience discreet pleasure that you can wear alone or have a partner control. It's an insertable vibe that allows you to feel pleasure wherever and whenever. And when you pair it with the WeConnect app on your phone, you can cycle through the Jive's 10 vibration patterns. Wear it on your date night or running errands. Hey, there's no rules. It's also fun to build custom vibes so you experience different sensations or hand control over to your partner and let them surprise you whether they're across the table or across the country. And because it's from WeVibe, you know this thing is packing the power. To get your jive, visit sexwithemily.com slash WeVibe. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash WeVibe today. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, you can subscribe to the podcast. We do two podcasts a week. You'll never miss them again. I also love when you comment on iTunes. That's amazing. When you review the show, I do read all of your comments, and they're really, really helpful. Also, check out our website. We've got some great blogs there. And as always, God, I love hearing from you on social media. It's at Sex with Emily on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and Twitter. Love hearing from you guys there. So you can always message me and check out. We always post when there is a new show and you get to see some behind the scenes at Sex with Emily. It's all a good time. Speaking of a good time, you guys, we've got a fun March contest. So this month we're doing a, oh, ah, ooh, of March contest. So like an O's of March contest. You know those O moments when you finally figured something out that everything just makes sense, like the whole world comes together? And I'm sure you've had a few of those in your sex and dating life. Okay, what do I mean here? I'll give you some examples. So like maybe you finally found that spot on your clitoris that makes you crazy. And you're like, ah, that's the spot. Or you just discovered a brand new erogenous zone. Or maybe you just figured out, ooh, Emily, toys aren't just for women. You're right. So there's a lot of different ways I want to hear your aha or your oh moments. You can send them to feedback at sexwithemily.com by April 10th. And we're going to pick four of you to win super sexy prizes that will have you going, oh, oh, oh my God, all year long. 
Ooh, I'm so excited to bring you this interview with Sheila Kelly, the founder of S Factor. If you're not familiar with Sheila, she's a remarkable woman, really inspiring. She started this transformational movement to help women connect to their bodies with a very specific practice. I'm a huge fan of Sheila and her work that gives women permission to own their erotic energy and teach them how to feel more comfortable in their bodies. And if your interest is peaked, I know it will be, you can learn more about S Factor at sfactor.com. And don't forget to click on the Retreats tab and get the details on her next live experience. Vibrantly Sexy 2018 taking place this April 12th to the 15th in San Diego. Enjoy the interview. Sex with Emily! So Emily Morris is a doctor, Dr. Emily Morris, and she is a sex expert and a relationship expert. So Emily Morris has offered to do her podcast here with you guys. And she has, if you have not listened to her podcast, Sex with Emily, it's brilliant. It's informative. It's hysterical. And uh, it's one of the top rated podcasts on Amazon, right? iTunes. iTunes. Come on in, baby. Emily! And she's an S-woman. Are these Thank you. Okay. Yes. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited. So, okay. So this is a po- this is going to be a podcast. We have like two million listeners around the world, and I wanted to bring S Factor to and Sheila to my listeners because I'm a huge fan. So last year was my first year here, and I had never been. And I'd been I've been hearing about S Factor actually. I so I started a podcast in my living room 12 years ago. And my awakening, we talked about awakenings earlier, was I was like, I was having really bad sex. I was like, life is too short for bad sex. How do you have better sex? So I started this podcast, and I just started interviewing people about sex and relationships. So, like, that was my journey. So what it's really about is the podcast is I, you know, I teach people how to understand their bodies, what makes them feel good, how to ask for what they want, communicate with a partner. And then I came to S-Factor last year to SK Live. And when I first heard, heard about this, when you started like seven, six, <laughs> 16, seven, a long time ago. I thought, seven years ago. Oh, pole dancing, fun. So you get on a pole and then you do a lap dance for your boyfriend or something or for your partner. Like yeah. that's what it is. And then I came here last year and I was here for about two minutes. I didn't really know. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> I get it in your body. It was like this missing piece, this aha moment. And so, Sheila, you've done an amazing thing, and you are a goddess, truly, and an inspiration. Thank you. And let me just set the scene real quickly for my listeners, is that I'm sitting in front of a room of like hundreds of blissed out women from all walks of life in all different stages of life, all, you know, we're wearing like lingerie and workout clothes and you know like you're, we're all just in the, like from the second you walk in I'm like is this real did people get dosed with something happy before they got here no it's real and if you've all been to the S Factor studios you know like it's real but there's one like I think that there's one commonality here and that, that is that everyone's in a state of bliss and that we're all sort of I think we're all sort of searching and trying to get more into our bodies and so my aha moment was that One of the top questions I get asked, especially from women, I think one of the biggest challenges we all have with having great sex is that we're not really confident in our bodies, our sex skills, like we don't know what we're doing and we don't feel embodied. 
if you will. And so through movement and through this kind of work, I feel a lot of women get there. Yep. Well, listen, I have a quote from you. Before yep. she founded this seven years ago, she was like a lot of women. And she says, not only did I transform my body as she created S, you also deepened your marriage and healed your soul. Yeah. So maybe we can talk about that, where you were 17 years ago yeah. and where you are now. Okay. That's a great question. Thank you. So I think... It takes me a while to get there. Um, when I think... The planet we live on has a dysfunctional relationship with the female body. Dysfunctional because we love it, we hate it. We hate that we love it, we love that we hate it. And I don't know if you saw Rachel Maddow's interview with Hillary Clinton this week, but it was phenomenal when she talked about how misogyny just got an upper hand and how when you're given permission to hate something as vulnerable and radiant and beautiful as the feminine being and the feminine body, that's not new. That's not new. The fact that we're all seeing it now is actually a good thing. It's actually a good thing that um, this state of dysfunction that shuts the feminine body down is being named, is being seen, is being identified. Because when you name it, when you see it, when you identify it, like your first defense story, you own it. When you don't name it, when you don't have words for it, you live in this place, what I call the black void of adolescence that never ends. Because all of a sudden, you go from being a child, a female child, to a young woman with sprouting breasts, sprouting pubic hair, curves in your body, and no one tells you how to live in it. Holy shit. Well, that's... No one tells us. And that's what, okay, so I wrote down these quotes here that I had in my, lap, my notes from last year, like 50 pages of notes. And today I've already taken like 20. And these are just, and I want people to get this because again, a lot of people might, I know you guys are all in this, but for example, you know, feeling emotions through the body is the point of S factor. And then I also wrote, emotion is the fuel that's been shamed into our body. And that the body needs to say things that the uh, words cannot express and that we feel stories in our body. Right? So that's all sort of part of the same. And that just hits. It's like, well, what does that mean exactly? So if someone's listening to this, going, yeah, I kind of get that. And this practice gets us into our body. Yeah. And can we like, talk about some of the first steps, maybe, if someone's, yeah. What would yeah, you say? If you, listen, when you're, when you're born into a female body, you're born with certain gifts, what I call the five feminine geniuses. You're born with curve of movement. Uh, you can, anybody here have a baby girl? Anyone see her whittle her little, her little ass? And anyone see her touch her and grab her vulva? Hello, Janelle? <laughs> um, so we were just talking at lunch, and her little bit two-year-old is like, my vulva, and holding on to it. Um, and we're not, we're, we're told, we're, we're, and yet, like I said earlier, you know, my son grabbed his penis at the age of two and still holding on. Right. Um, right. And whereas, you know, we are conditioned not to because it's not safe for the female body to be as free in our eroticism and sexuality as it is for a male. So our society thinks. You would think a society, a civilized society, would actually be the opposite, that the female would be free and be safe. And that's why safety is such a big, big, big issue for me. Because of what I'm saying about the female body shutting down, you go, I'm going to go back to the question you asked me earlier. Oh, some so my body was shut down. And my, not just my emotions were shut down, but my eroticism was shut down. I had 
what I thought was a great sex life. And <laughs> no, it wasn't. I mean, it was fine, but it wasn't what it is now. And we're talking 27 years with the same man because, um, because as I awoke every single cell in my body and got every single cell moving and, and um, fluid and, and delicious again, I, I could connect to him on a level that I couldn't possibly connect to him before. The thing about this movement is that it's very specific. So, so people are thinking, well, I exercise, I do spinning. No. You probably, you're exercising, you're a dancer, but this movement is what transformed you and hundreds of thousands of women who have done this. That's right. And I would, so call, it's the, yeah. I would call this a feminine movement practice. I would go so far as to call it a transformational feminine yes. movement practice. Who's transformed? Yeah. Yeah, because it will transform you. And it's not about moving. It's about embodying the body you have. It's not about trying to spin faster than the guy next to me or the girl next to me. It's not about being on the beat like the chick over there on that pole or the chick on this pole. It's about looking at where you live in this glorious erotic creature and saying, okay, baby, how do you move? Let me explore how far you can stretch this way. Oh, my God. And how far you can stretch this way. Oh, my God. And now I'm getting really erotically turned on. Wow. Shocking. Because you are living fully within an erotic being. We are, uh, by definition, erotic creatures. And we live in an infantile world that's like, like erotic. I mean, I say the words wholesome erotic energy, and people are like, those, what you just <laughs> fucking fry, fried my brain. Because wholesome doesn't go with erotic, but it does. And in the age I, I believe we're moving into, which is the age of authenticity and naked truth, we're going we're to get there. Yeah, we are getting there. We're getting there. Well, now. I think about the, the wholesome erotic energy, just the erotic, in, erotic energy in general. What I think, I'm pretty. I'm pretty type. I'm pretty stressed out a lot. Let's, let me just say that. And I meditate and I do yoga and stuff. But what I really and I've now I've been doing S Factor. But what I've taken away from it, there's a lot of things. But is just like we were talking earlier about like even when you're at Rite Aid, you're at the grocery store, you're at the dentist office. How do I? Because I, I catch myself. I'll be walking down the street on my phone. I'm like, wait, and I stop and I breathe and I get in my body and I and I move and it's a practice. Right? I don't remember it every day, but that's the kind of change. Like. You're not always, we're not going to always be able to be here with you for two days, unfortunately. But it's like taking it home. Like, how do you, you know, how do you remember that? How do you keep reminding yourself? And it's, it's a powerful practice. It's a powerful practice. And I'll tell you, the magical mind, which serves the magical body, will change your life. And I've been trying to find for 10 years that phrase. I have it now. And I'm giving it to you. Yeah. You have that Let's phrase Let's break it now. down. The magical mind will serve a magical body. The critical mind will control an obedient body. And you can choose which way you want to live. I want to be magic. I want to live in magic all the time. And you're absolutely right. It is constantly, consciously cultivating it in a very, very masculine world. You know, I believe that women on this planet are a lot like the ugly duckling. We were born into a tribe of ducks, men. And we're trying our hardest to fit in and be a duck man. And we're actually these extraordinary, fucking beautiful, graceful, glorious swans. But we don't fucking know it. We know it in this room. 
but women don't know it. They don't know they're trying to be a duck. This is my favorite that's analogy true. I've ever well, had I think in my that life. That's, S-Factor does give your whole practice, it gives you permission. Yeah. I think it makes it okay to move in the world and own your eroticism and say, you know what? It's okay that I'm in this body. And then you realize when you start to embody it yourself and accept yourself, your confidence does go up and you see that you are attracting the kind of people that you you know, that you want to be, that you want to attract and act, you're the kind of the person that you want to be. Right. So with the, if the feminine lives in the body and the mass in the masculine does not, or they're not, you know, they, the masculine doesn't know what the hell to do with the feminine. Right. So we all come <laughs> home. Like, so what do you tell women? Like we all come home from here and we're like in it, but how do you work with men? I love men. I like worship men. And that's how I work with men. They know I worship them. And they will do anything for me. They do. How anything. My husband is on a, TV, a new TV show called the, the Doctor. He was on West Wing. He didn't do that alone. That's all I'm going to say. Right. He didn't. He didn't. Okay. He did, I loved him there. Right. But you knew how to... Right. You knew how to... What he needed. Yeah. Worship. I, he yes. worships you. Yeah. You honor him. Yeah. I have five rules to the most epic relationship in the world. Ugh, Number guys. one, you do you. And then shut the fuck up about it. Can I swear? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Number two, <laughs> stop bugging him. Stop trying to turn him into a girlfriend. Worship the magnificent stallion he is and he will become more of a magnificent stallion. Number three is choose him. Stop looking over his shoulder for the next guy that you think might fit better. Mm. And number four is the 40% rule. You're only ever gonna get at most 40% of your needs met by him. (laughs) Seriously, come to me. For the I'll come to your girlfriends, come to your tribe. That's the way it used to work. Come to your tribe for the other 60% or 70 or even 80%. Richard really fills up maybe 20% of my needs. And that's okay. I love that. This is amazing because I think we all try. We want him to be our everything, right? Our best friend. We want him to go shopping with us, help us with our problems, pay the rent, change a light bulb, the whole thing. And we're like, why? Like, just do a few of those things. It's okay. Yeah. You want to castrate your relationship, get him to change the fucking light bulbs. Exactly. But it's like, so it's almost like these these changes can happen instantly. Instantly. Letting go of all these expectations that we have that are kind of never going to get met. Kill them. Expectations to me is just another way to spell disappointment. It's true. The fifth rule. Go. Five. Go. Five. King him. You want to be a queen? You better fucking king him. That's all. King him. How do you king him? Just, you were saying earlier you text, you king. How do you king? How do you king? Worship. And you get it back. I wake up every day. And instead of going, what do I need? I go, what could I do to make him happy today? How could I make him love me more? How could I turn him on more? How could I elevate him? How could I make him feel like the fucking king? And the reason why that's so evolved, like such an evolved way of thinking about it is if you go back to the 50s or something, you'd be thinking, well, you sound like a stay-at-home housewife. How can I serve him? Should I make him dinner? We're not talking about, we're talking about the energy. We're talking about you're serving him and you get it right back and he's serving you. That's right. And it's, what I love about this also is that what you do is it's not about words. 
No, it's not. It's about being in your your body and th- feeling it and kind of bringing that energy, which is why at a podcast I've had, you know, I'm really trying to bring a lot of this stuff to my listeners to be like, I know that I, you can't see me moving in what we're doing here. God, I wish we could. God, they should just come it. take your Can't class. you video it? Yeah, we could. I, we could. Yes, Michelle's videoing it. Yes. You know, and here's the other thing I want to thank you for is that we did an exercise earlier, the bliss meter. What did you guys think of the bliss when you had to write down all the things that make you happy? I love this exercise. Yeah. And then you have to put how many hours a week you spend actually, you know, doing those things. We're all free agents, right? Like you think I should probably spend a lot of time having sex, for example, or breathing or walking or smelling flowers. <laughs> and then you're like, like last year. So I have to sit, So it was amazing. And then you do the formula. I can put this on my website as well how you figure it out. And it's like this, whoa, I'm spending, because let's say you sleep how many hours a night, seven hours, it was like, let's say it's 120 hours a week and then you divide that by the hours that I'm blissful in a week. And last year, I was like 7% bliss. It was not a good day. That's not a good not number. Good. But this year I was up. I was like 28% bliss. So high five to you. That's huge. And so, you know, Emily, that's actually, I want to kind of tell, I want to speak that because I don't, People need to know that this is an incremental journey. Right. And you earn your way into full ownership, full bliss, full, which I call the magical body and the magical life. And if you just think, oh, I can come for a weekend or I can listen to Emily once or twice and I'll be better. No. It's a journey. No, no, it's a journey. And it's a journey of self-investment and in development and growth. And it's, it's so incredibly worth it. We go to college. We think we're done. I'm done growing. I'm done learning. I'm going to go get a job now. And then you slowly just go, oh, fuck, what did I do? <laughs> There's the ground. Explode. I'm hitting. You know, it's a crash. You're never done. I'm Transformate. Dead, right. <laughs> yeah. And it's, so it's, it's really important to constantly, consciously cultivate a magical body with a magical mind. Why do you think it's so hard for women to, to experience their bliss and just to do some of these things that are just, we don't take the time for self. We don't do any of these things. Like, what do you hear to be the, like, because we're caretakers, because we're, we don't think we deserve it? I think it's, honestly, I think it's many women don't think there's a problem. Right. Many women don't know how depressed they are. Many women don't know how shut down their bodies are. Um, and they're going to listen to this and go, I'm not taught me. Mm-hmm. Well, that well, was my question for you. So if you're, if you're listening, how do you know, how can people know that their body's shut down? You know your body's shut down if you're sitting on a bus and you hear my voice say, touch your nipple, and you don't. Okay. People listen to this when they're commuting a lot. I mean, honest to God. I, don't know, I, don't, I'm not, I know it's funny, but I'm actually not trying to be funny. I'm trying to let you know that you're, someone has told you a false truth, that you may not touch your nipple. It's not yours. That's bizarre to me. And, and you know, I'm, you should see me on a bus. I'm constantly like, ugh. <laughs> and, it, and it, I'm, okay, I'm grabbing for those bus. of you on the podcast I'm grabbing my breasts right now she is and it's amazing um, and, and it's not that I'm tr- like, turning myself on I'm like I'm, yeah, these are mine and I fucking love them and they're triple D and yay they're there she's spectacular they keep um, growing but it's funny well earlier we talked about the first offense yeah. and I remember this from last year too you told the story about how the first time you remembered I think we all have this time in our lives when we realize that like it's not okay like our bodies are something to be ashamed of our bodies are trying to hide. And I think that's the other kind of work that, that women, when they don't realize they're shut down, to think about, well, is there something that I'm... Is it, does it make me uncomfortable to touch myself? Maybe in a bus, I get it, in a major city. But if you're at home right now, even, and you're like, I don't 
don't know. We're not there yet. Donald You're Trump shame, was president. Donald Trump was president. But what was interesting is that earlier you started that exercise you said to someone here touch your vagina and you like because you're so good you're like the body whisperer or the vagina whisperer she looked out and you were like you pointed to someone you said you're not, I knew you weren't going to do it and it's true like even in a room of women that are like I've never been in such an accepting open authentic group of women who make you feel like everything you guys are amazing but yet even here I love I love these it's amazing these, these women, women. These I would are, fucking die for these women I, I fucking love you women I really do I know this is it's I mean I feel like I want every woman to experience this I want every woman to community. be these women I want every woman on the planet to be you I want them to make the investment they make I, I want your readers to to meet these women because they're going to they blow meet, their minds how can we they find you around the world right now LA, LA, LA studio. Oh. Come to these. Come to a studio, an S mattress studio. Yeah, they can come to the studio, and you've you've video stuff on your site. They we can have get videos, absolutely. And um, but the the deeper learning of the what we're talking about is at the retreats and at the SK Live. Yeah, it's so worth it if you want to. Like, I feel like in my life, all the transformations I've done, again, still on the journey, is always when it's, it's the immersions, it's weekends when you yeah. go away, and that's why I'm back, and I've gotten even so much more. Um, already, and we're not even through the first day yet. So let's talk about erotic energy real quick. And then okay. you have all the erotic, you know, creatures. We can't get through all of them right now. We have a few minutes left, but let's talk about how this kind of practice and embodiment helps women with their getting in touch with what they want sexually. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I think that um, when we were pre-word, pre-alphabet. If you look at an animal, if you look at an animal getting what, it's want, what it wants, it will use every cell in its body, including its erotic energy, every single muscle in its body moved towards what it wants, and it will move it towards that desire. We have gotten so disconnected from our bodies. We live from the armpits yeah. up with these stupid things that we push with our thumbs all day long. And we get trapped out of our bodies. And so for me, uh, you know, my passion is getting people freed back into the body so that they can use that extraordinary erotic energy to take them where they need to go, what they want to get in life. Um, And when you're able to use the energy in your body and focus it, the erotic energy especially, I mean, it's... I mean, this is what informs it because I can tell people, and it, I know that the podcast helps. I talk about figuring out what you want, what makes you feel good, communicating that to your partner. Here's some ideas. But a lot of times what I hear from women is, I don't actually know what turns me on. I don't really know what feels good to me. Yeah. And so what I love is that here, we're not there yet, but today in this, there are some ways that you, the tools that you have that help people get to that point of like, oh, that's it. Because you can't think your way into no. eroticism. You can't think your way into having better sex. You can't. You have to feel it. And so that's what I love about your work. Absolutely. And you, so have to, but you have to know, if I may say this, you have to know who you are as an erotic being. Where do you come from? What is your emotional core? What do you, it, it, once you know you, you can know what you want. You can't know what you want before you know you. Exactly. It's always about that, yeah. And, yet, and that's what we do. We skip. We skip over to, what do you want? And like, I don't fucking, okay, touch me here. I, th- I think, touch me there. Right. I don't know. How do you want me to touch you? Um, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. as a DC, you better fucking touch me with a lot of aggression. No. Well, right, the different kind, I, I, right, no. but we don't know. So you experiment, you try. It's like right. a fun journey. Yeah. Like what? Because there's, I used to think that something was wrong with me. With, you know, hence the bad sex. 12, when I started my show, like 
I, I was like, why didn't I get the memo of what I like? And I thought that, like, my partners or men were shipped off to some, like, secret school. Like, when they were, like, kids and they learned about the female body, then that would be with them and they would know how to please me. Yeah. Because I didn't know. Like, I didn't get the manual. No. And so this is sort of that manual, I guess. Being here is, like, how we unpack all of that. 1,000 times percent. Absolutely. What well, was beautifully said. Thank you. This is beautiful. Thank you, everyone, for, for having me here. And- Yes, thank you. I love it. All right, let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Thanks for supporting them and thanks for listening. I'll be right back. If you've been listening to my show for a while, there are two things you hear me talk about all the time toys and lube. And you also know I always suggest using them together. But what you may not know is that System Joe now has a lube specifically designed for toy use. Joe's H2O jelly clings to the surface of toys longer, so you don't have to worry about reapplying as often. Somehow they've managed to give it that extra staying power without being overly sticky, because who wants that? And since it's water-based, the cleanup is super easy. It's made with toys in mind, but the jellies are also great for couples play. Joe jellies come in three thicknesses, light, original, and maximum, so you can find the one that works the best for you. It's safe to say Joe Jellies are my new go-to lube. Check them out today by clicking on the Joe banner on my site. If you've been listening to the podcast, it should come as no surprise that women typically take longer to orgasm than men. This, my friends, is called the orgasm gap. And now there's something you can do about it. There's a topical treatment. It's called Promescent, and it enhances men's ability to last longer. No pills, no prescription, and no questionable claims. Developed by urologists, Promescent isn't your typical delay spray. Instead of simply relying on chemicals that numb everything, it leaves you with plenty of sensation. Enhancing your experience is easy. You just apply it to the underside of the penis before sex. And unlike other products, once Promescent is absorbed, it won't transfer to your partner. It's FDA compliant and clinically proven to help men last up to 64% longer. So give Promescent a try. To learn more or order yours, just go to sexwithemily.com slash enhance. That's sexwithemily.com slash E-N-H-A-N-C-E today. Hey, how's it going? It's Deputy Jamie here, part of the Sex With Emily team, and I'm going to tell all of you awesome and sexy listeners out there how to get in touch with Emily to get your questions answered live on the show. Emails are great, but we get it. Some questions need a little bit more context. So we've made it very, very easy to ask Emily a question. So your first option, you're going to text, which is always easy. Text ask Emily, all one word to 797979. You're going to get this short form where you can enter your question and all your contact details. So that's Ask Emily, A S K E M I L Y, to 797979. Fill out the form, and there's going to be a little box where you can click, Yes, I would like to be called because I need help. Then, next option for you is going to be submitting a question from the sexwithemily.com website via the Ask Emily tab. The form is super easy to fill out. Same thing. Just click that you'd like to be called. That way we will know that, yes, you would like to speak personally to Emily. Also, we love, love, love when you include your information. So your age, your gender, where you live and how you listen to the show. And we get it. Some of you a little nervous. Some of your friends or your partner maybe are listening to the show. So we can give you a fake name and change your location if you would like us to. So just let us know. Unfortunately, though, we cannot change your voice so unless you have a really good accent uh you can't be deep throat sorry no pun intended there but here we go on to the calls 
Okay, we have Elizabeth. She's 45 in California, and she wants to know, is age just a number? Hi, Elizabeth. Hi. Hi. Thanks for calling in. So tell me what's going on. Is well, I've uh, married for about 24 years, and then just recently started getting into the dating pool. I fortunately have good genes and take care of myself, so I look much younger than I am. Guys my age do not look like I look. Mm-hmm. And I so now, and most of the time that I do go out, it's the younger uh, crowd that's attracted to me. And I have a problem with dating anybody that's in their 20s or early 30s since I have a child that is in his mid-20s. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So how about a little older than early 30s? How about late 30s? Well, late 30s does the same thing too, but it, I could deal with that as well. But right now, my, my problem is that in the late 30s, they're either bit 30 going through their divorce or they're recently divorced and they don't have anything after the divorce is, you know, ravaged their their savings and whatnot right. or they're going to custody issues. And my kids are pretty much grown. So it's kind of like I'm trying to find that happy medium and I'm not looking for a permanent relationship since I was married for over 25 years. Right. Now, so you're just looking I, for the fun. The only option is against Yeah. Well, okay. So then, what's the what? You could have casual sex, friends with benefit relationships. You don't have to. I mean, if that's who you're attracted to right now, and you truly are not looking for a relationship, then maybe age only is a number. I think it's you know you're not like traipsing them through the house with your kids if that's what you're attracted to, and that's who you're finding, and you truly are just looking for some sex and some fun right now. I mean, I get it. I look a lot younger too. I get younger men, you know, I go out, I mean, I kind of draw the line. I don't, I wouldn't date a guy in his twenties now, but thirties, you know, if you feel okay with it, oh, you're both well, on the same okay. page. So basically I did have a one night stand and I found out the next morning that the kid and I say kid because I have one, his age is 27 and I felt so horribly bad. So I just need to find a way to <laughs> get over that. Hey, just, it's okay. Let it go. Yeah. Um, but if- I put myself in that's somebody's kid. Right. No, I understand that. But you're two consenting adults. There was an attraction. And I understand that you're like, he, he has a mother and a father. And how would I feel? But the truth is like, that's, you know, if you're not doing anything like morally wrong, and you're again, honest, consenting adults, it's just going to be a, a practice for you. Like, I think that that's, that's totally fine. Like, fine to do that if you feel okay with it. Now, if it's eating you up and you have this terrible guilt and you can't get past it, I can tell you that it's safe and it's it's okay and that you're doing the right thing and you're not breaking any laws. But if you personally feel like it's this moral conflict, then I can't tell you how to get over that. But I'm just telling you that it's more common than you think. <laughs> or, you know, a lot of women, you know, dating younger men, dating who they're attracted to. So but maybe that just felt a little too young for you. I get that too. I think that's what happens now. But also, how are you meeting men? How am I meeting them? Um, Through different websites or just when I go out just to relax, I always attract people and they always seem to be way younger than I am. Right. Yeah, I get it. Because that's kind of who's out. Coffee shop or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, and if they're, if you're not looking for a serious relationship right now, you know, what's your, your concern is that like, it's wrong. Like you're going to be, tell me what that feels like to you. Is it some messages from the past? No, I just need to get out of my head that yeah. I'm a mom of, a, of somebody about that same age, and I'm thinking there's no way I should be dating somebody that could possibly be my son, but these guys don't look like my son. Yeah. They, 
they, you know, they look older and I look younger and I'm not trying to take them home to mom with them. No, I'm giving you permission then. No, Elizabeth, I'm giving you permission. I'm giving you permission to go out and make choices um, and date men that you find attractive. And you're, again, consenting adults. You know, men always date women a lot younger than them. I don't think they have as much of a conflict. I'm just saying that, like, I think this is something you can get past, especially if it feels good to you to, like, go out and have sex. You're not looking for anything serious right now. After being, you know, married for so long, I think it is a good time to just go out and date and kind of figure out who you are again as a single woman. So I think yeah. that you and just, I am learning a lot from the younger. The yeah, you learn a lot. Actually, more mature than me. <laughs> well, I right. Was, and I you, was basically yeah. That was the funny part that I told this guy. I'm like, oh, you're such a young person, a a kid, and um, actually, he taught me things that I never even knew were out there. So, well, he, there you go. Like, well, see, who's the youngster now? Who's the youngster now? I love it. So, so see, just okay. remember, they're actually doing you a favor. You're doing them a favor, and I think that you just got to get out of your head and have some fun. You deserve it. You really do. You've been a well, mother, five you. children. Go have some fun, learn some things, take some notes, and you know who knows what you'll be in like even six months from now. But just just don't be so hard on yourself. And you have my permission. Awesome. Go forth. Thank you Use so protection. Much for okay. You. Bye, Elizabeth. I Thanks will. so much. Thank you. Bye. All right, bye. Bye. Oh, God, you guys, the age thing, sometimes it is only a number. I mean, yes, it depends what kind of relationship you're looking for. If you're looking to get married, have kids, you know, a long-term relationship with somebody, it helps to be, you know, they say, you know, there's some study that came out a few months ago, like eight years is the ideal age, you know, the spread that seems to work the best. But if you're like looking to be casual and have fun with somebody, I think that we're all just so hard on ourselves. Here's the interesting thing about Elizabeth is that I think a lot of us do this, and I'm not sure it can come from a lot of different places in our lives, from society, religion, our family, but she's creating like this artificial barrier for herself why she can't experience happiness and joy with someone. It's because he's too young or because the children. And I think we do that sometimes. We stop ourselves from really having the most pleasure or the most you know, productive lives because we, I don't know, we're in our heads and we're hard on ourselves. So if there's anything messages that maybe you're thinking right now that aren't serving you anymore, this might be a great time to kind of examine them, where they came from and set them free so you can go out and live the life that you want to live. Okay, we have Brielle. She's 35 from Florida and she's afraid of becoming addicted to orgasming to porn. Hi, Brielle. (laughs) Hi. Hi. Tell me what's going on. Hi, well, thank you so much for taking my call first. Of course. <laughs> um, okay, so I've been married for a few years, and I've never really been successful with reaching orgasm, either um, through penetration, um, oral sex, or anything. Okay. And so I've been I'm sorry, ever, ever in your life? I'm sorry, ever in your life or just with your new partner? Ever. Ever, uh, With Got anyone it. else, Okay. Right? And so after listening to your podcast, I've been trying to do a couple things like um, masturbating more and practicing some mindfulness and getting myself in the mood. And so I've been able to orgasm through pornography. Okay. Yes. Awesome. (laughs) Yay. Okay. Success. Great. Okay. Yes. But it hasn't really translated anywhere else. And so I can't have an orgasm without the pornography, either by myself or with myself. So I feel like I'm kind of just stuck now. Okay. So tell me what you're doing. So this is when you're masturbating on your own. Are you using your hands? Are you using a toy? Mm -hmm. So um, I mostly just use my hands and I can just like 
rub over my pants or whatever I'm wearing. So it's not really any touchy-feely type thing because I'm really not comfortable with that yet. I'm just trying to get warmed up. Okay. But I also just recently bought the Intensity. And so I've been trying nice. to work with that. Yes. That's so great. That seems, yeah, that seems to um, help things along much quicker. <laughs> right? No, that because you're, the intensity builds your Kegel muscles and it does it for you. And I, I had the same experience. I did it every day for a few months. I mean, I still do it now for maintenance, but my G-spot orgasms became so much stronger. Okay, so mm-hmm. now it's easier to orgasm. That's good. Yes, but like I said, I can only do it if I'm watching pornography. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, well, the good news is it's only been a few months, right, since you've started watching porn yes. and connecting to orgasm. So that doesn't mean that's a truth, right? Right now mm-hmm. it feels that way, but this doesn't mean that this is your, you're only going to have to only be watching porn to orgasm. So you're not addicted mm-hmm. at all. In fact, you're calling me at the perfect <laughs> time. This is all good. So, and you, have you talked to your, is it your husband, right? Yes. And you, have you talked to him about this or that you're? Yes, he okay. is. Totally aware. And we've actually one time or two times have tried to watch pornography together and tried to do things, but we've turned it off beforehand and it just has not been successful. Okay. So what kind of porn are you watching? Is it the same kind of porn? Is there a certain genre? We actually started watching a show that you um, had two of the girls on the other day. It was um, kind of like Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. Skin Diamond. Okay, right. Okay, good. And that, 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 was, that, okay, great. And then just random pornography as well. Okay. <laughs> There's no like friend or anything like that, that we watch together, just uh, male and female. That was okay. it. So that's okay. So that's, that's good that you guys are trying to do it together. Now, when you said, I want to back up to something that you said, you said that you're not really okay. comfortable yet touching yourself except for over your pants. <laughs> so that's where I'm yeah. going to start because I'm not going to be so concerned with your husband right now as, as far as your, you being comfortable with your body. So what's not comfortable about it? What does that feel like? What are you nervous so about? If, mm-hmm, so if I touch myself, I feel like I'm just touching my arm or, you know, like it doesn't, I don't really get any sensations or anything like that. The only thing that really gets me in the mood is if, you know, like I, I watch pornography or even like my husband and I together, I get excited and whatnot, but I can never reach a full orgasm. Right. So I'm wondering, there's mm-hmm. a few things. It could be fun for you guys to like do mutual masturbation where you're both watching porn together. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of like closer to you in the room and then you're mm-hmm. used to masturbating, making your orgasm face, or maybe there's some fear, you know, something about intimacy sure. that you're uncomfortable with because you're with your husband. So I would recommend that because that's kind of like a bridge that you're both in the same room, mm-hmm. but you're masturbating. But also, it sounds like, what if he, have you guys ever played with any like role playing or dirty talk or anything? Because it sounds like you have a really great active imagination and that you're visual and you like, you know, the story. So maybe he could narrate some stories to you and some like dirty talk about like, I'm picturing this right now. And so it just sounds like it's the words and that that's getting you there. So I think you guys could sort of start to bring some of these elements into your own sex life. Yeah, and, that sounds like a great recommendation. Yeah. I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, there you go. Because sometimes just even them narrating it, like saying, hey, it's really <laughs> hot, I'm picturing this, and he's kind of telling you back what the scene that you guys watched. And I think that just seems, sounds like you need some more of that stuff, and that would be really help you get there. Because you're so close. You've come so far, Brielle. I'm so proud. I love it. So yeah, try that, wonderful. and then let me know what happens. But don't you're okay. not addicted to porn. You're doing nothing wrong. In fact, you're doing everything <laughs> right. I so love that you called. And best of luck to you. You got this. You really have to let me know because I love this story. So okay. I'm following you along Thank on this you journey. So much, Emily. You're welcome. Uh-huh. Bye, Brielle. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. 
I love it. You guys, I love when I give you orgasms. I mean, you know what I mean. Not specifically, but through the show that makes me so happy. And I think this is interesting because it's like what I always say, you guys, just because we orgasm in one way does not mean that is the only way that we can experience pleasure. This goes for men and for women. So to constantly be expanding your sexual repertoire by trying new things, if you feel like, yeah, maybe I am addicted to porn, then just try, you know what? I'm going to watch porn for the first five minutes and then turn it off. Or I'm actually going to read erotica or I'm going to try, you know, incorporating other things. It's like everything. It's kind of like cross-training your sex life. So you don't get stuck in one place um, with it, one kind of orgasm. If you just keep mixing it up, it's A, more fun and you're getting that variety that you want. But B, you'll realize how much potential you have for not only so much pleasure, but so many different kinds of orgasms and ways to get there. Okay. Our next caller is Jim. He's 50 from Washington. And after years of ups and downs, his wife wants to have sex with others. Hey, Jim, thanks for calling. Hey, how are you? Thank you. I'm good. So tell me a little background here. What's going on? Well, I met my wife 14 years ago um, when she was 28. I'm 10 years older. She was just coming off an abusive relationship with a guy who was 30 years older than her, by the way. Mm. And so when I met her, she was having a come to Jesus moment, surrendered herself to God and the whole thing. And when I met her, she wanted to find a godly man, godly marriage, which is what I was into then, and which is what I wanted. So all during our marriage, she had a very I'd say a lack of an appetite of sex. And I thought it was due to the past relationship, the past abuse. So I kept it really low-key, sensual, as opposed to sexual. In other words, boring, okay? <laughs> and she always okay. told me, you're a great lover. It's all about you. It's, you know, it's, I just want to please you. I don't have those desires anymore. And then about a year ago, she threw God out of her life. She threw religion out of her life. And she feels emancipated. And what I found out is all those years, basically, she's just been lying to me. She has told me that I've wanted sex all along. It's just been boring with you. I've been Mm. lying to myself. I've been lying to you. Now I want to go off and see other people. And uh, that's where I am. (laughs) Jim, I'm so sorry. That sounds... Yeah, you've been through a lot. That sounds um, like it was... It's been a rough... A year ago she came to you and said this... Uh, about a year ago, she stopped going to church, mm-hmm. stopped reading her Bible, which she did every morning. And then the sex between us was very different. It was like this volcano came out and then it would go away back to normal, little right. demure girl. And then a couple months later, same thing. And then back to okay. normal. And Got then finally it. I came home from a trip and she said, you know, I want to be separated. I need to explore myself. I need to identify myself. I want to have sex with other people. Right. I don't know where I am right now. Okay. So, so what's happened and how did you react? So what, what's happened with you two since then? So we're separated and I'm having, you know, trouble with I'm the sure, idea yeah. of her wanting to go out and have sex with other people when Emily, I thought I was giving her what she wanted all mm-hmm. those years. You right. know what I mean? And she now didn't know I what she hear, wanted. Oh, I know. Yeah, I want to go do this with other people. You <sighs> know? I'm so sorry because this is not an easy situation, but it sounds to me like she's been on this 
she's been seeking, right? So she had religion, then she gets rid of religion, then she's back into it. It sounds like there's a lot of other things going on with her right now. And I don't think you could have changed this. Like this has not, even though this probably feels like it, Jim, it really doesn't have anything to do with you per se, because it sounds like she's she doing her own me. thing. Yeah. It, and I really think it doesn't. And I know that's so hard to take in because you want to like, I want her to see that I'm the one and I made all these efforts and I've been for 13 years and oh my God, how right. dare she? And I get it. And you're allowed to be angry and to be upset and to, and all this stuff. But this, I feel like it's, sounds like it's been a little tumultuous for a while and the fact that she's just able to up and leave and and she's telling you one thing and she's been lying to herself it sounds like she really does have some serious personal work to do and it might not be just the healthiest fit for you so in a way while it's painful i feel like she's doing you a favor even though it hurts right now and whatever you can do now to kind of heal from it and move on. Were you feeling throughout this that you were very satisfied? Like you thought you were doing everything right for her. And I'm actually yeah, wondering, Yeah, but I Jim, wasn't satisfied though. Not at well, all. Well, see, here I mean, you go, Jim. I wanted to be sexually. Exactly. <laughs> so, Jim, it's so right. Takes two to tango, right? There's two of you in the relationship. Right. And you're being the pleaser, the great husband, doing everything that she needs. But I want to know, Jim, like it sounds like you weren't getting your needs met, as you're saying, as well. No, not at all. I mean, it's a, that's, a, that's the hard part. Now I know she's this sexual person who I always wanted her to be. And I feel like I'm out of my sexual cage now. Like, I get it. So this is like anger. This is frustration. This is like, how dare she? I can't believe it. This isn't what I wanted. She's changing. And that's all really legit. I'm over, I'm over it now. I'm actually okay. willing to stand back and let it run its course. I just don't want to feel like, you know, I'm an idiot for doing that. Right. Well, my you're... friends are saying, hey show her the door. I'm actually willing to be her friend right now. That's what she wants me to be. And I'm okay. willing to take this journey with her. You know. But what are you getting from this journey right now? Like, are you still, are you being, starting to get your needs met? Jim? I, think she's, I think she's very screwed up right now. She's got a lot going on. Sounds like and it. I want her to know that I'm her friend. And if we're going to come back together again, I think we can use this trial to build an even better relationship, a more open sexual relationship. If she sees me stand by her now, I'm thinking it could pay big dividends for the future. Yeah, but Jim, I think if she sees you take care of yourself and start to ask for what you want, that will pay big dividends for both of you. But to me, to say that you're going to hang out and wait for her, right? She's just been back and forth and lying to you and all these things and she's confused. We don't know. She's, She's the wild card here. We know about you, Jim. We yeah. know that you're caring and that you're thoughtful and that you're a good husband and you're a good man and you have discipline and you care and you have a big heart. And I, you can still wait with her and be her friend, but I really want you to take some of this time and really focus on Jim and what you actually need from a relationship I and am. how you can give self. Okay, am. so tell me. <laughs> tell me what you're doing. I'm... I- I'm involved in new activities, so I'm a lawyer, so I'm, okay. I'm involved in a lot of stuff, so I'm, I'm doing more pro bono stuff outside of my work. I'm, I got some new fitness challenges. Great. I'm involved in a lot of volunteer stuff, so I'm not, you know, clinging to this and then fix-it mode anymore. I was Great. in the beginning, that's but not no, healthy, I'm concentrating right? on me right okay, now, good. and she's loving it, too. She's seeing a different sort of deal going on. Okay, so that's good, then. It sounds positive. like, okay, well, then you sound, sounds like you're in a healthy place for with it that you guys are changed. So that sounds good. So was there any other specific yeah. question? I think you got this. 
And your friends, no one's going to understand. Our friends are going to say, oh God, she's crazy. She's doing that. And I'm not going to say that to you. I'm caring about you and what you're doing. And it sounds like you're taking care of yourself. I feel like you're, you're in a good place with this. You're not putting all your eggs in this one basket. I have a certain timeline and you know, I'm not going to wait forever. No, you you shouldn't because she's already shown you that you don't know what's going to happen back and forth. So as long as you keep taking care of yourself, surrounding yourself with people who are actually good and supportive of this, sounds like you're doing the right thing. I support you. Good, Keep good, me posted, good. okay, Jim? Well, Let me know what you. happens. Thank you. I love your show. Thank so. you. Thank you, Jim. So good to talk to you. Best of luck. Bye. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. That's never easy to go through a breakup and when our partner's changing. And we know that relationships do change and evolve and grow over time. But the most important thing is to look at your part in a breakup or in a relationship. It's so easy to blame our partners. But once you can get clear on, hey, there's two of us here, what's my responsibility? And to kind of readjust, take care of yourself. Um, I was happy to hear that Jim's doing that. And I hope that some of you listening are like, oh, wait a minute, I'm not going to keep blaming my partner. There's something I can learn about myself. How can I move and change and be stronger in my relationship or my next relationship? Okay, we have Megan, 24, from Denver, and she wants to know how to have anal vaginal sex without risking infection. Hey, Megan, it's a great question. Hello, Emily. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm a really huge fan, and I love your podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you're listening that you found us. How can I help you today? Tell me what's going on. Okay, so my boyfriend and I have been together for about two to three years now, and um, throughout all the sex partners that I've had, um, he and I have like the best sex relationship so far <laughs> and hopefully it stays that way. Great. Um, but recently we've been slowly getting into anal sex. So, you know, some days we'll try to penetrate a little bit day by day and see how, like, how further in we can get into it. Okay. And eventually we reached full penetration and it was the best sex we ever had wow, great <laughs> and um recently we tried doing um vaginal and anal sex like they do in porn mm. so like penetrate in the vagina and then they penetrate in the anus and back and forth right and it felt amazing emily like i <laughs> my boyfriend and i have never orgasm so fast at the same time wow <laughs> Yeah. Magical. I love yeah. it. Okay. It's so amazing. that's all good. <laughs> and so we, we talked about it after and, you know, we just talked about how we felt and we were just so happy that we were on the same page after all this experimenting with anal sex for, I want to yeah. say, like a good three to six months. And what ended up happening, long story short, the next day, I was experiencing a lot of pain uh. and um, pressure down in my um, vaginal area. And mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what was going on because I never felt this sensation before, mm. but it was very uncomfortable. Okay. So um, we went back to my boyfriend's house and my his mom noticed I wasn't feeling very comfortable. So she asked me what kind of symptoms I was having. And I told her I felt like I had to pee like every three seconds mm-hmm. and like I wasn't urinating anything. And so she told me I would possibly have a UTI. Yep. So I went to, my boyfriend took me to the pharmacy and uh, we got a test strip. I did the test strip in the bathroom and it came out positive for a UTI. Okay. So I ended up buying, um, I ended up buying medicine for it. And within like less than 30 minutes, the pain was gone. Okay. And so I thought back and I'm thinking to myself, what could have caused me to have a UTI? Because this is my first UTI experience. Right. And I thought about it. I was like, oh. We had unprotected vaginal anus. Yes, you went back and forth. So I talked to my boyfriend about it. Yes. So I told him, like, this is 
In a way, it was unsanitary, but at the same time, it was just in the moment. Itself. Right. It sounds amazing, so, and they do yeah, it in porn. Yeah. Right. So here's what happened. You um, got some bacteria in you. So what happens is when you go back and forth, which they don't show you this in porn, this is why I love porn, but what they don't show you is that you actually, like, for example, if you're using condoms, you'd have to change the condom before you went into the um, vagina and then into the anus and back and forth. You always have to. But since you're not using protection, you're in a relationship or maybe you're on the pill or something, you have to at least make sure that you're clean. So... I think that what you just, that's exactly what happened. You got some bacteria and then that is what caused the urinary infection. So to prevent that in the future, what you're going to have to do is maybe you could do some stuff in the shower, have shower sex, make sure before you have anal though too, that you're clean, that you've urinated, that you've emptied your bladder, that your hand, both of your hands are clean and that you've gotten rid of, you know, that you've just, you've cleaned yourself all over because there still can be some feces, some bacteria. I mean, it just, you know. There's, that's what happens with sex. There's a lot going on down there. So you want to make sure that you're clean and that you, that you, you wipe off in between. And I know that's yeah, not hot, so, but it sounds like the two of you could make anything hot. Yes. Yeah, so like me and my boys have talked about it again, and we really want to try it again soon, just in like we need to be more cautious about what we're doing next time. But yes. so far we've been doing like vaginal sex and anything off and anal sex, and it's just amazing. <laughs> it sounds but amazing. I other advice you can give me for cleanliness and yeah I think it's all about cleanliness like it really is it's all about being clean it's it's about your your hands being clean it's about making sure that your bowel is empty you know you don't have to like douche or do an enema some people do that you really you really don't um you know your own like when you're healthy and you've you've already released your your bowel movements and stuff like that so I feel like if you know your body you'll be pretty safe but you really always want to just you guys can shower together and make sure that in between again like he washes off you go to the bathroom and then you can start again. And I know that's not sexy and they don't show you that in porn, but that's because that's not sexy in porn. But you guys could jump in the shower, the bathroom, use baby wipes. Yeah, you got You have to. Like, that's just the best way to be clean and then just pay attention. Like, have I, have I clean? Is everything, you know, is everything clean and pristine so I can keep moving forward. But that's what it is. And also urinating after sex is huge for everybody. Like you should yeah. always go to the bathroom after sex because, you know, bacteria, even if you're using condoms, things get stuck up there. We got a lot going on. So that's yeah. what you got to do. But just keep going with some um, with some more um, precautions towards being hygienic. All right. Sounds yeah? good. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely talk to my boyfriend about the whole bathroom idea. Because most of the sex that we do have is in his bedroom. Right. And he still lives with his family. Oh. So one of the precautions I'm thinking about is going to the bathroom, coming back, and then going back to the bathroom just to clean off. But I'll definitely talk to him about trying it in the bathroom. And yeah. And then you could also. Convenient exactly. I get it. Because it's tough with roommates and family. You could also have like baby wipes or have like a washcloth with some soap on it. But that's a little messier. But you could do that. Like if you use a, several baby wipes and you get cleaned off in your bedroom, you'll probably be okay with that too. But shower sex is always a good time. Just make sure you're clean and have fun with it. I love it. I love that you guys took it slow and that you went along. Thanks, Megan. Okay, I think this is a great question, you guys. There's two things this brings up to me. First of all, you guys, porn is meant to entertain you. It is not an educational tool. It's not specifically showing you how to have sex. So the second you're copying things in porn like this, for example, it's not always going to bode well for you and your sex life. So remember, you always have to um, go to the bathroom after sex, men and women, and just, you know, you want to be clean. And this goes for all kinds of sex. Make sure that your hands are washed, fingernails, and especially for anal sex, if you're using condoms again, you have to change condoms if you're going from the back to front, front to back. That way you can avoid urinary tract infections to the best of your ability and keep on having amazing sex and incredible orgasms.
Okay, guys, hope you enjoyed the show. That was a good time. I had fun. I hope you had as much fun as I did. Let me know. I always love hearing from you. And thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Jamie, our volunteers, Shannon, Jenny, Sarah, producer Lark, Michael, and Sybil. And thanks everyone for listening. Was it good for you? Text Ask Emily to 797979. I went over to my best girlfriend's house to cheer her up after a recent breakup. Of course, I bought her a care package that I thought would do the trick. And not to brag, but I nailed it. I hadn't seen her that excited since prom. See, I'm pretty gifted at gifting pleasure, but the combination of the magic wand rechargeable and a pint of ice cream had her this close to forgetting about her heartache. She had no idea that the magic wand was now unleashed from its cord. She couldn't believe it had four intensity levels, four new vibration patterns, the same mind-blowing power as the original, and can easily be used in any room of the house. And hey, she can even throw it in her bag on her next date, when she's ready, of course. And get this, I haven't heard from her since, so I think the two of them will be very happy together. But let's be honest, who wouldn't? The Magic Wand Rechargeable is the sure thing. To get yours, just go to magicwandemily.com or click the banner on my website today.